Hi, this is Chris Searles, co-founder and executive editor of allcreation.org, and I am very happy to share with you this brief interview with Vance Blackfox. Vance is the guest editor of our current issue on the Native American relationship with creation, and Vance is going to share with you a quick overview of his understanding about how the Native American relationship with creation is directly defined by place and relationship with our non-human relatives. Yeah, I think it's important for folks to also recognize that when we were living in our own tribal nations, right, we may, we certainly were connected with other nations um, and tribal groups, clans around us, but we, cert we, we certainly all were own, our own culture. Um, even today, we celebrate the diversity of languages, right, that the languages that Native people uh, um, speak today. I mean, there are 574 federally recognized tribes and we each have our own culture. And that's just the federally recognized tribes of the United States government. And so we had our own ways of doing ceremony, our own understanding of creation. Um, and Cherokee is just one example I'll use because that's my tribe. But having you know, the land mass of what is essentially the size of Texas, be our territory, then become something just the size of maybe um, Rhode Island or Connecticut in the Northeast corner of Georgia, that's apocalyptic because we were living in those spaces. Those were the places where we, we retrieved our food. That's where villages were. That's where we had relationships with our non-human relatives. And then our ceremonies then were connected to those places and connected to giving thanks to our non-human relatives who sacrificed themselves for our very livelihood. You know, we, we are dependent upon everything in creation and yet everything, all non-human, people, all the non-human relatives, none of them are dependent upon human people for anything. They took us away from not just those relationships, they also took us away from our ceremonies. Because that's where the ceremonies took place, in that place. Ceremonies for Cherokees in particular were about place. This may tie well to the next question if you want to go there, that um, you're, you keep uh, mentioning ceremonies mm -hmm. and place. And so this, this really gets to also identity and, and the sense just from the little bit of study I have been able to do so far, and also through uh, talking with a couple of other eco-theologians coming out of just a purely Christian tradition, trying to find their indigeneity, this quest to become um, identified by where you are. Mm -hmm. And this is difficult for us right now because we are completely in, in another orientation. And so shifting into, um, shifting into knowing yourself through the place that you're in is a totally different concept for most people in the built world. Um, and, and I would perceive ceremony as being a way to renew that relationship or exercise some of that in, in a group setting, somewhat like a church or religious practice. Mm -hmm. um, and so I wanted to ask you if you can share your thoughts about Native peoples and how they view religion, what religions uh, look like for, or what religion perhaps looks like for Native peoples today. Sure, yeah, absolutely. So um, the, uh, I think of where to start. Um, the, I guess I have to qualify again and say, you know, a lot of Native people because of colonization uh, are now Christian. And again, that is okay. 
uh, a lot of native churches certainly employ and or engage native language and native some native traditions and some native thought native theology into what they're preaching and teaching in those christian places and some were just strictly straightforward european and american theology and thought around sin and death and new life and all those things um and so uh, that is um is the majority probably of, of people's understanding. And even if there are traditional people, there are most of our tribal folks, um, and I'm generalizing here, are impacted in some way because there was so much church pushed at us. So even if a person is, quote, traditional, and that's, I won't dig into that because I think that that's the wrong word too, but but for, for time's sake today, those native people who are traditional um, and, and traditionalists instead of Christian, um, they're impacted by it. And I think that um, in the way in which we have sometimes had to communicate with people who are not Christian, who are native and still a part of their ceremonial grounds, um, and still a part of traditional ways in which to do ceremony and religion um, is still uh, something that we have to navigate. Um, it's just so prolific. Um, some will argue against that and some will disagree with me. That's okay. Um, but the reality is, is that um, I have to say those things, right? Because today, and the way in which we exist in the world is pretty colonized, um, is pretty acculturated. Uh, doesn't mean that we're any less native. Uh, doesn't mean we're any less indigenous. Doesn't mean we have. Doesn't mean we think like non-natives, just because we pray like someone else now. Um, but um, it, it's important to acknowledge that we are impacted, which is good for a lot of people. And a lot of people grow out of it. A lot of people are like, you know, um, people are always asking me, and I ask a lot of, how can you be Christian and native at the same time? And uh, um, and and I won't answer that question today, but 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 it's just for people to understand that that's our experience and that's our existence. Um, and and if people are both native and Christian, that's okay, right? If they are just native, native people, if they are natives who are Christian, and that's all they are, that's okay. If if they are native and they're not Christian at all that's okay, right? Uh, and, uh, and, and the church took a long time. The church took a very long time to, to realize that, but it's okay. Um, and so when we talk about native religion and the way in which it might have been, right? In ways in which Brian Deloria writes about it, and Twist and George Tinker and other, other theologians, they give you some really great examples. So I encourage folks to check out their writing. But what I will say is that much of our ceremony really had to do with similar things that we pray for today in Christian or outside of Christianity. And that's how do we heal a certain body, right? How do we, how do we, we pray for rain? We pray for um, food. We pray for our crops. We pray for um, our relation, you know, the healing of relationships between brothers. We pray for, you know, how we engage with, um, you know, the rest of creation or non-human relations, right? Uh, and so those, the reasons why are pretty similar. Of course, as we look at it through the lens of the European and the Christian, um, you know, they will, they have equated our, the ways in which we pray and our ceremonies to be something that's less than Christian. And that of course is trained, right? So just like you train an army or a soldier in the army to, to behave a certain way and to follow certain rules, the Christian church has always done that as well. So if it doesn't look like Christianity, then it's not correct. So 
Yeah. I just want to sort of add to this. There's a point in uh, Custer Died for Your Sins early on in the book that I think emphasizes what you're talking about. Mm -hmm. I, I may be misreading it, but it's very simple. He just, uh, Vine says, essentially, that white people think everyone should think like them. Mm -hmm. And, yeah. you know, this is the sort of the, one of the primary roots of how we've gotten so far in, in the wrong sure. balance right. here. Absolutely. Absolutely. So the so so our, our you know a lot of folks then of course back in the day and I think even today you know they they would call, they would call us you know heathens, um, savages, uncivilized. Uh, but the reality is is um, and, oh, also they would call us uh, things like you know um, um, pagans because they were saying we were worshiping trees. We were worshiping animals. We had spirit animals, which don't even let me get to, don't let me get started on that. Um, but um, they they would call us pagans because they 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 viewed us as worshiping nature, not unlike some of the other indigenous peoples in Europe, right? That they ran off and that they that they chastised and, and called evil. Uh, so they already had a basis of foundation for a foundation for you know. Um, creating this this ideology that we were wrong and, and, and uncivilized, um, which is what the church wanted. That's what European that's what Europeans wanted. It's what the European countries wanted. They wanted to not connect us to anything. And certainly, if we were then worshiping the land, then we were connected to the land, right? We couldn't have that. But at the same time, the reality is we weren't worshiping uh, the, the tree. We weren't worshiping the land. We were we were we were giving thanks to and honoring the tree um, or the plants or the animals or the water that the creator then had gifted us, to, gifted to us for, again, our livelihood, for their sacrifice, right? Everyone in Christendom is like, we got to pray to, you know, Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. We got to give thanks to Jesus because Jesus uh, sacrifices Jesus's life for us and for our sins and our salvation. What is, what, but what's the difference between saying that and understanding that we need to say thank you to the water for bringing us life? Because water is life. We have to have water to survive. And this water, this creek, this river that also provides fish and the rivers that for our hunting tips right, or the rocks, excuse me, in the rivers for the hunting chips and for um, all the plants that grow on the sides of the river that also provide tons of nutrients that we're taking from that biosphere. Thank God for the river and all those beings, those relatives that reside there that we're taking, that are sacrificing themselves for our livelihood. Of course, we wanna say thank you. We're gonna create a ceremony that, 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 that prays uh, a prayer of thanks and also prayers for regeneration and that we've not damaged it too much. What a way to live, right? Do we do that now? Do we know of any Christian communities that do that now? No, it's kill and take, right? We might pray for the crops, but it's about Oh, please, it's not about the regeneration of the land other than how do we make some money? And, and that's not to fault the farmer or the large corporation, right? That's just how the world has changed. This apocalypse has happened, right? And the world has changed. So it's requiring us then to be economic. 
Yes. And to pray for not this, the, the Mother Earth and how it provides and how we hope for regeneration that we didn't take too much, but rather how do we make more money and how do we make sure it keeps going because this is our livelihood. Yeah, if I may say, I think I think one at least silver lining on that part of our current state of affairs, our current reality is that a lot of the people that are doing that sort of, um, and, and I don't mean to alienate anyone that might be listening, that sort of Joel Osteen kind of uh, pray for wealth kind of stuff. Mm, yeah, gospel, yeah, prosperity gospel. Yeah, they think yeah. they are mm -hmm. in a this same kind of process on some mm -hmm. level. They really do yeah. believe that this is the right kind of communion. And, mm -hmm. um, and then also a, a a way that this ties into um, these other interviews as well is uh, Mary DeYoung talks extensively about just the idea of Christianity being so defined by its, its um, commitment to the idea that spirituality is only in the heavens, as you said mm -hmm. a moment ago, and that what she is working on, what Matt Seardall is working on is trying to, for them, uncover, discover, develop a relationship with and become uh, rooted in an earth-based spirituality mm -hmm. as well as this traditional Christian paradigm of mm -hmm. uh, spirituality being in the heavens and, and not yeah. being a human thing at all. Mm -hmm. and, I will say, and I will say, and I will apologize a little bit, you know, that I'm generalizing. There are certainly some oh, Christians no. who love the earth, right? Who love, who love taking care of their gardens and understand what's being sacrificed for their... So, you know, but as we talk about the apocalypse, we're talking about a shift that changes how we, how Native people were in relationship, right? And 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 that and 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 we were, and, and how our ceremonies came to be, right? So, um, and, and and two, I would also mention that some of these ceremonies are still very much in place, right? The Cherokees were taken away from our place, but those that are still in place are are, are tribes that um, were still are that are, I should say, still in their homelands, right? These ceremonies. And even in, you know, I talk a little bit about um, in the different works that I've done about how, um, you know, even every little thing in our worship situations, our ceremonies, employed um, the sacrifice of um, the nature, the natural world around us, right? Obviously, or, you know, some folks um, think that that sounds weird, but you know, I think about Sundance, right, and the prayers that go into, you know, even before the ceremony begins, and then the prayer, you know, the the, the sacrifices that are going to be made, not just by the human folks that are dancing and, and and fasting, but but also the trees that had to be cut for the fire, the trees that had to be cut for the pole, the arbors, right, um, the 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 rocks that had to be employed um, over usually over and over, but maybe there's some new ones that had to be pulled up. Um, you know, the feathers that were received, the, the, the sun that's gifting us with the ceremony, right? Um, not us, but them. Um, and so um, all those are elements um, of nature that are used in our ceremonies. And um, whether it be, you know, a bone whistle or a feather or tobacco or sage or whatever that is, all that is natural and, and a part of our ceremonies. And so even in our ceremonies, historically and today, we're acknowledging that we're dependent upon our own spiritual practices, um, you know, to, to help us be in better relationship with all of our relatives beyond just those tools, right? Which become tools, I should say, they're not tools, they're relatives, but also um, um, we're dependent upon them for 
um, understanding how we're in relationship with Creator. So that's important to say, I believe, and that's for all of our tribal communities um, from, from time immemorial. You know, we, we, Christianity, um, we utilize nature to build our beautiful churches and our organs and our pews and our carpet and our wooden floors and our chancels and our gold plates still collect money and our gold plates to hold the bread and wine. Um, but the only thing that really matters out of all that is that cross that sits in front. And that's important, I will acknowledge, but it's an icon, it's a symbol. It's not utilized because if it were utilized, it would be a tool of death still, right? So, um, so we have to, to recognize that there is a, a foundational, a very big foundational difference between how indigenous peoples understand our need to be connected to the earth in our ceremonies in order to be in relationship with our non-human non you know, relatives so that we can be in relationship with Creator, Mother Earth, right? And all those beings out there that provide maybe not just necessity, but, but joy and information. Right? Even the stars, the moon, the sun, um, and so so the foundational difference. So 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 most of our ceremonies come from those places. We're praying for the same thing, but our understanding and our values around why we pray and and what we're praying, what we're praying, and and how we're honoring certain beings for the sake of giving thanks to Creator, right, um, or asking Creator for help, or whatever that might be. So I'll leave it there. I want to try to ask you a follow-up question inside of what you were just talking about, which is based on just my study of John Trudell, which is really through listening to lectures so far. But there's a, this critical idea that he talks about that's, that's I think, very much a part of what you're, what you're talking about in, in terms of helping listeners and myself understand this distinction. Talking about the cross, you know, being a, an icon, and if it were in use, it would be a, an instrument of death, really, it's, it really struck me. And of course, the cross is there at the front of every sanctuary, every Christian sanctuary as a symbol of, you know, the ultimate sacrifice that Christ died for your sins. Mm -hmm. What Trudell talks about, and you may disagree with, is that in Native cultures, you're not born as a sinner, that you're, you're a, as soon as you come into being, it's understood that you are a miracle. Mm -hmm. And in other stuff that I've, I've been checking out, there's this idea that this, um, these ceremony and these kind of practices and stuff are also result of law in a sense, that the law is based on reality. It's not just um, a, a creation or a relationship with the, the sacredness of existence. It's also understanding that this is what's happening, that we, it's a miracle that we're here. We don't, we can't explain where we come from. Mm -hmm. We can't explain how long we're going to be here. And we can't mm -hmm. explain where we go, literally, but we are here. We are in some way a spiritual entity in a, in a physical form for a time. Mm -hmm. And so I kind of want to leave that open and just see if you have any thoughts on that, that there is, there is a, a, a foundational sense of law in the way that some of the native societies see their relationship with the creation as it were that you don't want to despoil creation because it is the life support system it is the livelihood system it is the reality mm -hmm. system that we exist inside of as you said the animals are not dependent on us mm -hmm. the trees are not dependent on us 
-hmm. and that we are all miraculous. Mm -hmm. And that this is demonstrated in some of what Trudell, John Trudell talks about when he says that a primary difference between the industrialized worldview and the indigenous worldview is, and, and particularly the Christian worldview is that you're not born as a sinner, you're born as a miracle and you're celebrated as a miracle and you're educated as a miracle and you are both a member of a community of miracles and a unique individual as a miracle. And so I wondered if you could comment on that and maybe tie that to some of what you were talking about in terms of ceremony. Mm -hmm how does ceremony and law and concept of reality work together in a broad sense? So um, the, the, the message that I often put out there that makes people kind of uh, a, a bit, I guess, sometimes uncomfortable, it makes some situations very awkward. Um, but when I get the chance to espouse a little bit of my theology and understanding of uh, you know, how I understand indigenous theology or indigenous worldview and, and relationship to creator, uh, especially having studied, you know, Christian theology and having been a Christian um, all my life, uh, is that Native people are not sinners necessarily. And that's hard for people to take, right? I've said it in presentations where I'm, I'm, I'm not a sinner, I'm, you know, um, and that was a worldview of a very different place and a very different way of thinking. Uh, Europeans came here. We didn't, we weren't, we, we were not, we were not sinners until Europeans came and told us that we were. And it seems a bit evil to come to a place where people already understood grace and understood ourselves as being, as you say, John Trudell calls ourselves as miracle, right? Um, it seems a little bit evil to come here and take away that freedom, to take away the understanding of our relationship creator. Um, I, won't, I won't even qualify or even defend Christianity in, 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 in that mode because they, they still do, right? Christians still espouse. Uh, um, demand that we have to believe in Jesus Christ. Well, we as Native people, Christian or not Christian, we, you know, doesn't mean we don't believe in Jesus. It's just that our relationship with Jesus isn't predicated on our need to be forgiven or the, the original sin. Now, I can certainly speak Christian theology, and I can preach the other side of that. And like I said, it, put, it, it, it really makes people feel weird, you know, when I say that, especially people who care about me, <laughs> you know, who want me to want to spend eternity with me um, in heaven, wherever that is. Uh, but the, but you know, as I as I too investigate uh, from a different perspective, what it means to be in relationship with Christ or with 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 God, right, Creator. Um, that's one difference that doesn't satisfy um, the need to be in relationship with Christ. I think that we already were in relationship with Christ. We already had an Old Testament text. Our, our Old Testament as indigenous peoples 
is not is is not maybe very different, right, than the the Jewish Old Testament text, right, or the Judeo-Christian Old Testament text, um, and those stories. We have our own stories too, and they were all about how we're in relationship with creation and creator. And, and, and many of our tribal groups moved around and were, 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 were dependent upon creator's guidance and prophecy and, and, and elder's wisdom and, and the stars. And dependent upon foods that were not normal and natural from where we came from, but were provisions, right, were provided for us in those places when we were moving. Um, because there were some tribes that moved, in fact, most did. And so, um, so yes, so I, I like um, Trudell believed that it's hard to justify telling indigenous peoples that we are sinners of the original sin. Now, do we do things bad that are, and that are wrong and that require repentance, you know, as Native Christians? Absolutely, right? Um, but our category um, as sinners is a bit different and um, that's hard for a lot of Christians to, especially non-Native Christians to take. And again, I won't apologize for that, but um, I will say that um, if people are really truly willing to value diversity and, um, and and thought that's freeing and full of grace, well, that's some funny enough. Grace also is something I, I say grace over and over because of movement, right? But grace also is something um, that can be learned from our pre-existence here in this land and our understanding of how to be in relationship with one another and our relationship with the Creator. So I might write about that one day.